Why? Welcome back to the Coastal Echo. I am your host, Raven Cortier. I'm here with my good friend, Rocky, and today we're going to be discussing hacking the darknet and everything that goes bump in your porn folder. How are you doing today, Rocky? Uh, I'm alright. I'm alright. Yourself? I'm doing awful. Doing awful. <laughs> awful. Yeah, shit myself this morning. So really, <laughs> yeah, meth will do that to you. So yeah. anonymous, eh? Bunch of bastards. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. So were you around when? Because I know in 2012 we were both a lot younger. That was. It's hard to believe that was eight years ago or so. Uh, no. Yeah, it's really... It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you were in the hacking space at that point in time, uh, but uh, I was. And I remember actually getting involved in hacking specifically because I saw some shit on TV about Anonymous and I, uh, you know, liked the Matrix. So, these dudes back in 2008 they had this fantastic idea for a movement, and at the time it was truly revolutionary. They would make a group that generated its own cannon fodder by allowing anybody who is uh, wanting to be called anonymous to be in anonymous. They successfully created a shell around their own group because at the height of their power when the FBI would go to look for them, they wouldn't find, you know, just anonymous.com or just one media account or even just several media accounts. They would find thousands upon thousands of them that uh, were all actively attempting to, uh, you know, do their own uh, operations. And because of this, it was very hard for the FBI to find them until they started stepping out like Lulsec did. Now, yeah, it was, it was very decentralized. Uh, like even going back to like uh, Project Chronology, even to that against uh, the Scientology shit. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Heavily decentralized and attacking on multiple fronts. We we definitely got that. But the actual main group, because it's pretty well agreed upon that there was in fact a main group of you know maybe yeah. five to ten people that were running the actual anonymous that was the original you know click that started it all. Yeah. Uh, they went on to uh, basically run the greatest criminal organization in the year 2012. Not that it uh, you know, brought in money, but the fact that it killed money. With uh, the whole Occupy Wall Street and you know when they took down PayPal and the credit card services and all that. So uh, let's talk for a bit about the fall of this group. Uh, what do you think led to the current state of Anonymous, which is no longer, uh, you know, vastly decentralized cliques of hackers, but is now uh, just a bunch of social media accounts and occasionally somebody uh, deciding that they are going to um, do what is very limitedly called a hack uh, and post it on Twitter? Uh, well, really, I think that what kind of started it was a major cultural shift to, like, inclusivity within the sort of 
black hat and gray hat kind of stuff, you see a lot more inclusivity. Uh, I think that kind of brought down a lot of... Um, the general skill level? Yeah, either the general skill or like some of the more bad ideas in the modern anonymous, like centralizing it and that mm. kind of thing. I see. See, and what sort of what sort of people do they include specifically in your opinion? <laughs> um, I don't know how uh... minorities aside, we can't talk about that. Yeah, okay. I, I think like a lot of the the skiddies who will just like plug something into Metasploit or use LOIC. Ah, uh, yes, um, Loic. Yeah, the sword like... of the ancient days of the internet. <laughs> Fuck, man. I, I think I think that like. When you started to see the calls for those kinds of people to get included, um, that really didn't know a lot about what they were doing, uh, you started to see the general quality uh, mm -hmm. decline. Mm -hmm. Now, in the early days, you did have some of that. Right? You had some people using LOIC, especially Operation Chronology and a couple of others after that. Mm -hmm. You saw that, but it was with the expectation that there were going to be hundreds upon hundreds of hundreds of people doing it. So there really was a very low chance of actually getting caught with it mm -hmm. but yep. now it's it's all skiddies it's all people who don't really know what they're doing mm -hmm. uh just pressing buttons and uh, not understanding the actual payload or anything like that yeah. um and it's definitely lowering the quality of i guess results that you wanted to see that you really saw in the earlier days uh, i suppose another side effect of that is that uh, with more skids, there's more of a market for uh, hacking software, whereas before you would either have to code your own or get it from, you know, whatever Dropbox site. In fact, uh, on the cults of the dead cow or on uh, the ancient text libraries, you can still find uh, carding text documents from the year 1987. Uh, boy, have the methods changed. But, uh, yeah, you can definitely find an awful lot of that shit online and now you have to buy it, and you have to go, and you have to find the people that sell it, and they're not at all as hard to find anymore. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the shift from, like, the cult, of the, the cult of the Dead Cow stuff, like, when they were just literally pulling credit cards out of mailboxes, mm -hmm. I think a lot of that really brought about, like, what brought about the big shift was the overall increase in the size of the internet at the time. Yeah. So, like... You had more and more people coming on, more and more normal people who really weren't there to indulge in the hobby of messing with computers or hacking or cracking, whatever you want to call it. You really didn't see a whole lot of that until the internet started to get really big. Mm -hmm. So I think as the internet has gotten bigger, as it has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more normal people have started to use it, you see a lot more people not really wanting to take the effort to understand what they're doing uh, in terms of um, like coding your own stuff. Like I, I do a lot of stuff with Linux mm -hmm. and there's this thing called the uh, DWM. It's yeah. basically uh, it's all written in C and it's, it's configuration is basically a header file and patches and all that stuff. And the main complaint I see about it is like, oh, I can't just configure this with a file. Like, yeah, that's kind of the point of it. So people don't want to learn how the tools that they're working with work to be able to make them better. Instead, they just go for uh, what's the common newbie one? Awesome, I think, is a pretty common newbie one that's recommended. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I think the the main thing is like people just don't know what they're doing. They don't know um, what they're doing. And 
because they don't know what they're doing and because, you know, there's more, like, tools being created, I feel like because their goal is not just, you know, activism anymore and just all of that, it, it it's now mostly money. I believe it saturates the market with low-quality hackers that... Uh, I really... They're really only in it for the money. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. It's yeah. not really about making a message anymore. It's about the money. Yeah. Um, so, the modern anonymous, uh, another thing they want to know, uh, along with low quality and with the, you know, uh, moving along of technology and with money, uh, first off, all of these social media accounts that are, you know, anonymous on YouTube or, you know, anonymous Twitter, uh, they have the capacity to make some amount of money or another. Um, via many things, be it, you know, anonnews.net, they make money. They make money hand over fist from all these people that are, you know, on Twitter. Like, like AdSense and... and yeah, like, Ad, AdSense. And, thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. and because of this, uh, it becomes heavily corporatized and it begins to match a certain, uh, you know, recipe for how to make a, a you know, anonymous Twitter where you don't specifically say anything that would uh, be against the normal anonymous stuff, but you would uh, say things that would be, um, you know, it's geared towards the people you're trying to sell stuff to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in the olden days, if there was an anonymous account like this and it had a lot of followers, uh, it could signal for an operation to begin. And some of these operations that began that were made it to the big news started by these small accounts. But nowadays, because of botting and all that, the, you can just have any account be massive, and any account that actually does achieve something will be deplatformed, along with, you know, all the other right-wing YouTubers that are being removed and all that other shenanigans. Um, it's also worth noting that the strategy of Anonymous has changed, because beforehand, they were mostly based on DDoSing and, uh, you know, boomers who didn't understand the internet and didn't think that uh, cybersecurity was really a thing. Which, in 2008 uh, to, and 2012, you know, it, it really wasn't that big of a deal. If you got uh, hacked, you know, people didn't understand how it worked. There was only, like, maybe 6,000 hackers out there, you know, on the deep net itself that could pull off some shenanigans like that. But nowadays, there's, you know, like 100,000 across the world and all of that. And because hacking has evolved and because, you know, DDoSing no longer really works to the same degree using the same systems that they used, I believe that it's the equivalent of Anonymous was like uh, the flanks formation in ancient uh, Macedonia. And... Over time, the flanks formation was just it. People stopped using, you know, spears and shields. They started using, you know, different shields. They started using, you know, ballista cavalry. And now, over the years, it stopped becoming the flanks formation. And now people are using guns and they're shooting at each other and they're still using uh, spears and shields and fighting in the same methods that uh, they did years ago. And they just haven't evolved at all. And because of that, it takes stupid amounts to ever achieve anything and they haven't achieved anything in particular for many years. I, I kind of want to present like an opposite point. 
Uh, I think that like yeah, the numbers have increased the people being interested, but but I don't think um, I, I think especially like in the nowadays, at least in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know how recent you want to get with it, but um, in the past couple of weeks, you've seen people flock around uh, one central thing, uh, one one central Twitter account. I don't remember the exact name, but I know people are flocking around it a lot for anything, and they're and they're taking it as gospel that like. Oh, everybody in anonymous or everybody that calls themselves anonymous are supporting and doing these things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that people, like normal people who don't really know a whole lot about uh, either hacking or it, just a lot of the internet in general see that kind of thing and think, oh, this must be a large group of people. When in reality, I, I think that nowadays you don't really see a whole lot of people get behind the anonymous uh, banner because of that tactics change because of that I guess paradigm shift from stuff like uh, you know leak I think it was a leak spin or something like that operation leak spin where they went th- where we went through uh, WikiLeaks articles and, and stuff like that where you know instead of just instead of just um, you know targeting things that were very like clearly like this is some really not good shit, like uh, in the early days where we were going up to Scientology, that kind of shit. It wasn't really a lot of politics. It was more... It was more... Principle. Yeah. Yeah. And besides that point, it wasn't even just about politics and and left or right. It was about fucking the government up, which was something that both left and right-wing extremists and, you know, even moderates could get behind. Oh, yeah. The whole uh, banking and credit card thing. Uh, that's an interesting point, but even if they did uh, do that, the even you know even if they did all rally behind something, unless they go for a riot like what we're seeing in uh, across the world right now with the George Floyd riots, um, I really don't think that Loic like having like a couple thousand people on Loic would do the same thing anymore because you can even produce the same effect yeah. as a couple thousand people on Loic using only a botnet that you pay like not even like two hundred dollars. You know, even for you know the bots included and the software and all that stuff for. Yeah, I mean, excuse me. It really, I think that again, my my main point is, when the group was small, you kind of had to know what you were doing at least a little bit, because there wasn't a lot of information out there. There wasn't a lot of this is how to do this or this is a step by step tutorial, and. Now that there are those things, I think everybody, I think that a lot of people who want to get into hacktivism and that kind of thing are doing so for the wrong reasons, because before there was a barrier to entry, uh, it really stopped a lot of people who just wanted to do it to, oh, I hate this guy, let's go, you know, not your personal army kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I think I think the synthesis of this being that the methods are outdated for the way that they're hacking, which is mostly just DDoS attacks and you know maybe you know using Armitage's hail mary, you know metasploit shit to try that. Um, and plus, so I mean, what, what do you want to see then? Do you want to see like moving towards different techniques, or or what do you like? I guess what what do you want to see out of 
if you were to completely go back to the turning point, what would you where would you want to push the direction to? I guess. Well, first off, I would stop perpetuating uh, DDoS attacks themselves as methods of hacktivism because that's not necessarily hacking. Um, it's I I believe that if I were to do it, what I would do is I would create a, a better framework for exploitation, like how Metasploit is usable on Windows or, you know, all that. I would definitely try my best to lower the barrier and create a framework for hacking that would work off of, you know, the newest exploits and the newest, you know, information. And I would try to create a centralized news outlet that did not have a certain sort of, you know, media presence itself, but rather... You know, something like if you were to have the Bitcoin launcher and it's all peer-to-peer, except instead of just being Bitcoins that it translates, it also puts exploits on the blockchain, and it also has a news feed from the actual members of Anonymous, which just, you know, occasionally give out news or signals or even, you know, having an IRC chat on a peer-to-peer network. So sort of more, a little bit of centralization, but not... A little bit of centralization, yes, but only in terms of having an application that everybody used that cannot be really governed. Sort of like how uh, the DeepNet was supposed to work in the earlier days, but instead of just being, you know, for whatever website you want to put up, it's specifically for IRC and uh, the use of exploits to achieve whatever goal the uh, general population of the program uh, sets out for itself. So something like I2P or yeah. okay, something like Tor Chat or Tor Tunnel, but with you know Discord. <laughs> actually, I think there's actually something kind of like that now. Uh, Telegram was a good step. Riot. I think Adamant. Yeah, Riot and Adamant are two very good things. Yeah, although I don't know if you've heard of Adamant. I haven't. I haven't heard of Adamant, but I've definitely heard of Riot. Yeah, so, so Adamant is basically, um, it's basically blockchain messaging. Uh-huh. So instead of, you have like a cryptocurrency, right? Uh-huh. And with that cryptocurrency, you're sending messages. Its main focus is on, you know, cryptocurrency trading, obviously. Uh-huh. But you can send just straight text or, uh, or you know, uh, files and stuff through it as well. And it's attached to the blockchain. Okay. Is is all the blockchain publicly readable, or is it supposed to be encrypted? Or I think uh, I don't know entirely details, but I do know that messages in the blockchain are encrypted. Well, uh, moving forward, uh, yeah, anonymous nowadays is fucked and pathetic. I mean, when there was a um, there's a DDoS map, as the viewers at home probably don't know, but you know. And uh, at one point in time during a day, because of the way the DDoS map actually registers things, uh, AT&T went to uh, merge uh, one of the Sprint partners into the Sprint network. And when they did that, they uh, incorrectly uh, calibrated or incorrectly formatted or whatever their servers. And the, the result was a huge clusterfuck and decrease in um, internet activity. And it, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, holy shit! And China, Russia, and Europe, and literally every country on the planet, it read on the DDoS map because of how they measure it as all of them just deciding at once to fuck the United States. However, uh, this was not accurate, 
and basically Anonymous jumped the gun and told everybody in this huge media release, one of the big accounts did it, and then all the other accounts jumped on, they basically told everybody that um, the that China and Russia had teamed up to shut down the United States internet. And uh, not only was this uh, not true, but it was actually directly harmful because of the panic that it caused about, uh, you know, they have access to our infrastructure and all that sort of thing. So it, they definitely, they were just, they're just making shit up at this point for attention, most of the accounts. And the accounts that aren't making shit up and actually are doing something uh, they don't tend to do much because of the way that cybersecurity has evolved, and because they're 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 activists, and nowadays, in order to shut down a website or to do something really notable, uh, I believe you have to have a zero day, or you have to have you know you have to pivot inside of the computers using something like a doc exploit, and then you send it to an admin, and then the admin sends it to whoever, and then you just work your way through that. Correct. Yeah, a lot of the time you really just have to pivot. Zero days get patched pretty quickly nowadays yeah. if you're public. Yeah. So you really just have to exploit. You have to hope they're using something like Windows 7 or something on an internet-facing server and then pivot your way through it. Yeah, and they... It's incredibly easy to pivot compared to going out and getting a uh, zero day. Uh, zero days, when they are zero days, are worth thousands and thousands of dollars just for the download of this file. And... Uh, not only are there so many people looking out for this that are not activists, because now there's, you know, uh, there's cybersecurity firms, there's the governments, there's even individual contractors that don't work for anybody that make a living off of this specifically. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, that will go and uh, do something like that. And in the course of doing so, they basically immensely heighten the bar for making a zero day. And the activists just can't compete and they can't buy uh without without funding you know some of them are actually quite well funded for obvious reasons and <coughs> i'm sorry <sore. coughs> yeah uh they can't there, there's a buy-in for the zero day and if they buy it and they use it then they get something out of it but it takes you know thousands of dollars to complete one operation and you can only complete an operation with the zero day so many times before it becomes obsolete again Sort of like having a very expensive sword that takes, that once it's dulled, it can't be sharpened again. And it's just a very expensive process of doing, and activists can't, you know, do that anymore. I think, yeah, I think it sort of comes down to what I was saying before. Like, the, a lot of the activists nowadays really don't have the knowledge to go hunting, mm -hmm. uh, to go, you know, doing their own exploit chain or something. It's really just, okay, what can I use a Metasploit? Oh, must be unhackable. You know, that kind of... Thing. Yeah, that sort of shit. And uh, if they don't achieve that, they will often go on social media and just bitch. And this may work for some <laughs> things, but it won't work for, you know, the actual establishment or the actual people they want to take down. Will it work on Blizzard to get them to stop, you know, making so much money off of Overwatch? Yes, will it work to cancel a YouTuber? Yes, but it's not going to be the thing that causes the world to change. If, it's it's kind of, yeah, if you want to topple, like, a government or some, even a, even a big corporation, why are you targeting people who are pretty much at the same level you are? 
Like, that yeah. just never made sense to me. Yeah, so they're going around committing basically cannibalism in terms of class ethics, and it's just, it's it's all downhill for Anonymous now. And they can't, they can't do shit, they can't change, and they won't. So, um, moving on to the culture change in hacking. This is definitely one that <laughs> has, upset in me, has upset me a lot. And I know it's upset you a lot. Oh, yeah, no. Fuck modern hackers. Alright? You see people at DEF CON and they're hobbyists, okay? Like, some of them are actually hackers. Most of them are just white hats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I think the the shift in DEF CON uh, if I don't mean to bring up a different point here, I think the shift in DEF CON really... It, it's, yeah, it kind of fucked the industry. Yeah, it's it's not just the shift in DEFCON. DEFCON itself was the... It was a metaphor for the entirety of hacking as a whole. Like, as a culture. Oh, yeah, man. Because, yeah, yeah. just like E3, it started off as a small thing with a few people that actually knew what they were doing, you know? They got their shit, they came in, they did their, you know, thing. It was all greatly functional, everything was fine. And then over time... Uh, you started paying for spots. You started, you know, having to get invited, and you stopped having all these people that were, you know, like low tier, like low, like they they weren't well known in you know the modern era, like in terms of how we would understand on social media. But they were well known within hackerspace, and they had achievements in hackerspace. But now, if you have a blue check mark on Twitter, you can definitely get into DefCon. And you can definitely, <laughs> like, Belle Delphine could be up on the stage in Death Con talking fucking, about Dark Comet 3 if she really fucking, wanted to. Fucking, what would Belle Delphine's talk be? Like, how I fucking scammed 16000 dollars $300,000 a month from porn addicts. <laughs> fucking, all the coomers in the audience, Jesus Christ. It's actually just everybody's masturbating in the audience. That's oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Imagine fucking... the smell. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like I, I don't mean to to harp on slash MLP at all, but like you ever hear that story about the dude who went to see the Equestria Girls movie and it was just him alone and like the entire theater was just little girls and, and their parents and stuff and it was just this one dude sitting in the back. <laughs> I fucking I imagine to be yeah an auditorium full of that dude. <laughs> I remember seeing a Twitch <laughs> clip of one of the um, conferences for gaming, and a girl was sitting down next to a guy, and she didn't know the guy, and the guy was like trying to hit on her or something. She was quite attractive, and she got up and walked away, and the guy uh, got down on his knees in front of her chair and fucking sniffed her seat. Oh, yeah. It wasn't I, even I, like I, back row, you know, who's going to see this yeah, happen? It was I, front I, I row. That, there was a camera right there. I, I, I've seen that clip before. I don't think he actually sniffed the seat, but it really looks like he did. Yeah, just <laughs> the greatest meme I've ever laughed at was that, I plus know. like the vacuuming sound putting over it. <laughs> so it was just, it was amazing to watch. But moving on, moving on. And you know how, you know how disgusting it must be to actually be at DEF CON when it comes time for the con to end? Like, you know how when people are all sitting down on a bus or something, and then like they get up and it just reeks of ass? Like, oh, even dude. one person doing it is awful, but, like, everybody okay. doing it? Oh, my God. I went I went once just uh, to, say, to, think, to say that, oh, I've, I went to DEF CON, I'm a hacker in a month. Um, 
but I, I went once, and uh, I don't know if you know a little bit about it, but Hacker Jeopardy. Uh, Hacker Jeopardy. If you get like a team who's just there and they don't really know like anything about the industry, like you can tell like if they're like a Fed or a journalist or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're there. Fucking the smell of vomit in the bathrooms after a team really loses. <laughs> the stress. Yeah. Oh my god! If I lose this, they're gonna hack my dollars. Oh. Uh, no, like like not even that. Like uh, if you lose something in Hacker Jeopardy, you gotta take a drink. Oh shit! Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. remember. I, 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 yeah. I, don't, I only watch some of the DefCon stuff. I make it a point don't, not to watch everything just because of the way things. Are yeah, I don't watch a whole lot, but this is just because when I was there. Uh, but yeah, if you if you if you lose, you take a drink. Yeah. And like by the end of the night, you can tell who knows their shit, who doesn't. You can also tell um, the actual people that go to DefCon because you can tell who's an actual black hat and who's a white hat because if they dress okay and like not like they're trying to be a hacker. And they're probably fucking not with the hoodie and the order fucking you know yeah. yeah. And then you have the real schizos that refuse to go to DefCon. They're like, <laughs> listen, the government has cameras there and they're watching and they're making notes. The, the, the feds are in the same room as me. They're, they're, right. Take my they're absolutely right. Yo, yo, yeah, man. Spot the Fed is a huge fucking. Thing. If there was you, ever since the, I think like the second or the third one when they started opening it up. Because it started out as just, like, a party, a going-away party for, like, one of their friends. Yeah. Just... And, like, ever since they started opening it up, <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, oh, another thing, um, before we change entirely to talking about the culture change, um, OPSEC, when it comes to social media shit, <sighs> oh my god, all of these Twitters and all of these, all these other shit, it's so easily traceable and they don't use VPNs. And... Uh, well like, you don't even need, like, VPNs aren't the problem. I think the problem is, is, like, people mentioning, oh, like, little details that they yeah. don't think, that little details they don't think. and shit that you can definitely fucking see. Fucking session cookies and shit, yeah. Uh, I, I think, I, I think that, like, people don't take OPSEC very seriously. Like, they're gonna mention something tiny and yeah. that is enough to connect to you. Like, oh, I used to be on this form, or oh, I was here at this point in time. Yeah, and... Like, go on, go on. And, like, like, like that little tiny shit just enough to build a profile for you there are entire companies mm-hmm. that will that work for like fortune fight like big big companies that work for these uh, fortune 500 companies that will basically take your facebook and then troll through the entire thing and build a digital footprint for you to mm-hmm. decide whether or not they're going to hire you yep there's uh, another thing um there's a there's a thing uh, in you know social interaction where you typically uh, you want to talk to somebody if you're doing business with them you know you make small talk and stuff like that and it's yeah. incredibly rude to not make small talk but uh, you know like you know just telling stories and shit with somebody you know you're doing a business deal with like oh what did you do this morning how are you doing oh, I'm doing okay you know I did X Y Z you know like small shit like that it seems like really small details but they do add up over a period of time and i feel like that's a big issue that these small details like what you should do if you're looking to be a hacker is you should have a real life uh and then you should have a internet personality where you're like okay on the internet i'm some guy from romania who lives in, you know, a small field, or, you know, I'm LARP, from Idaho. LARP is some fucking yeah. Eastern European. I'm, yeah. like, sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, and I think this person may be a, fret, a, a fed, I'll, like, throw in little, like, chinks in my English. Like, 
I'll, I'll just, like, move the words around a little bit too much so that it looks like I'm not a native English speaker. And it works phenomenally, because most of the time I can convince, like, even people that have seen me speak normal English before that I'm no longer an English speaker. And it's just, it's really interesting, and it's subconscious how it affects people. All right, uh, we just hit the 30-minute mark, uh, minute mark, so I'm going to go ahead and end the episode. But if you want to go ahead and watch the second episode, viewers at home, uh, please go and do that. Episode ending three... Two, one, now. Hey, do you mind if I give a drink real quick? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Alright, we're back. Okay, we're back. Um, so, uh, moving on to culture change. I completely forgot what I was talking about before. I think I made my point. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah, we, I think we were talking about, like, the culture change of DEFCON and shit like that. Oh, yeah, DEFCON and shit like that. Um, so... Uh, the culture change in the actual hacker community itself, like if you go to ha hacker communities and forums and such. Um, yeah. So when The Matrix came out, okay, uh, it had a lot of people actually questioning what reality was. Like some people thought that The Matrix was actually a real-life Neo was out there uh, trying to spread the word. And they were trying to slip the movie past the bots. But, um... Just as a result, a lot of people actually joined, you know, Hacker Forums. You know, it, it breathed life into the community a lot more than, you know, the 1998 or 1989 uh, movie Hackers was about. Um, that was an awful movie. The guy that played Shaggy from uh, Scooby-Doo, like the actual live-action Scooby-Doo movies, he was there in that movie. So, I actually, I actually didn't know that. That's yeah, fucking he was, great. He he looks like exactly like that version of Scooby did when he was younger. Like he had dreadlocks, I think cornrows, and he had these like massive books where it was like red code, blue code, all that just stuff for hacking, and they were playing like hacker '90s hacker trivia. Um. So. The uh, the culture change, it went from being a culture of people that were rejects and nerds, or, you know, people that were alternative in every sense of the word, and, you know, being emo goths, and, you know, that sort of deal, to being, um, well, money came into the equation with uh, the internet growing and with the uh, the increase in ad revenue, you know, cryptocurrency mining, all that sort of thing, and with uh, increased commerce, it stopped being about freedom in the way that, you know, you would imagine pirates to be all about freedom, you know, like Captain Jack Sparrow and stuff, and it became about money. And this wasn't just limited to white hats who were out here, you know, being hired by actual companies or being, you know... Uh, employed by governments. It also extended to uh, black hats, who instead of focusing on the actual hobby of breaking computers, realized that uh, they had effectively been gifted an entire uh, new ocean to pirate, and upon that ocean was the new frontier. You know, of all, every company was moving to the internet. You know, you had the dot-com boom, you had you know, all of that, until it was centralized onto, you know, Google and Yahoo and YouTube and Twitch and all the other big sites, you know, where there's like a hundred sites that people use and, like, it drops off significantly after that for all the smaller sites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're, 
the point you're making there. I, I think the the culture in the early days of like Cult of the Dead Cow. I know I keep mentioning them, but they're one of my favorites from the early days. Yeah, definitely mine too. Um, Mealworm was my personal favorite, though, of course. <laughs> of course, uh, I, I think that the the culture shifted from okay, yeah, let's have some fun, you know, go freaking or, or whatever, or, you know, achieve a to, goal like Doctor Chaos did. But yeah, uh, or uh, what was the early a lot of the early hacking, like especially in two thousand four or early two thousands, there was uh, a bunch of people who would go around. Basically doing vandalism for I think it was free free somebody uh, who was Bobby Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Schmurda. Uh, I think I think that the culture change went from you know let's have some fun, maybe push a message out, but ultimately we're just here to have a little bit of fun and doing the stuff that we love. To um, let's see how much money I can make. Yeah, it's it's it definitely stopped being you know either let's have fun, let's have a hobby, or, you know, let's change the world, let's hack the planet, let's achieve a political goal, and actually having it be feasible, because you could hack into the biggest corporation with when you were, like, in high school, okay. to being, um, basically, uh, how many ways can I fuck the system to make money? And, uh, they discovered many ways. Uh, botnets, uh, like, the original Zeus botnet, and how that was publicized to have made millions I believe that pu that public information was what started the downfall. Like, there were other botnets, but they weren't nearly as uh, profitable as Zeus was. And once Zeus was publicly known, and it, you know, it was just all over the place, I think that's when it started the downfall. Uh, so, like, 2014? Or are we talking a Zeus was way before 2014. I think Zeus was, like, 27. I think we're thinking of different... Yeah, I think you're thinking of Carburp, which was modified Zeus by some Russians. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah Carburp yeah. was a fat botnet, though, dude. I downloaded the actual, like, files. It was, like, 3.1 gigabytes for a botnet, dude. Like, what Jesus the fuck? Christ. I feel like I'm trying to download, like, Skyrim over here. Like, is there a built-in game at least? Fucking straight, just distributed running of, like, uh, ray tracing games. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just a very distributed running of, like... Halo 4 with like the settings <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think I'm thinking of the one that was like with all the banking information and shit like that. I'm thinking of yeah. the Zeus was Halo the original Zeus. banking information one. In fact, you know, I'm just gonna look it up. You know, Jimmy, let's get it on the screen. Uh, Zeus <laughs> and this was the original. Um, this was the original, original. Like, this was the shit. Okay. Um, uh, March 2009, it says here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah, first okay. identified in July 2007. So that was over 13 years ago, folks, that this shit started. If you were 20 when this came out, you'd be 33 right now. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And uh, I'm almost 20 myself, and uh, I was about 7 when this botnet was coded. <laughs> Yeah, the internet changes uh, real quick, and uh, yeah, you know, it feels like it was centuries ago, but it, it really well, I, wasn't. I mean, like, remember, whenever, like, even, even now, like, uh, if I think back, like, six years ago, like, everything is different. Like, oh, yeah. even, even as, everything is different. Even, even normie culture, like, not even talking hacking culture, like, yeah. normie internet culture, like, the... 
Reddit came along, and Twitter came along, and it just fucking ballooned and got worse. Yeah, the, the interconnectivity of the internet is both a blessing and a curse because it enables us to message each other quicker and enables the acceleration of both technology and culture. But the direction in which culture takes uh, is a problem. Technology is, of course, you know, it's it's like magic, you know. It depends on what you use it for, of course. But culture, definitely, it's changed tremendously over the past six years. Some better for some for the worst. I'd say the majority for the worst, man. Honestly. Yeah, but I mean, like, some of it is okay, I guess. Some of you are all right. <laughs> d- 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 don't come to Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> don't come to r slash atheist tomorrow. Down votes for everyone. Tip, tip. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, the, the acceleration of it has enabled it to move so fast from its roots. To The quote is, the further an ideology is from the point of its inception in terms of time from the point of its inception to uh, the point where it currently is is the furthest it is from its original source material uh, this mm-hmm. is the same for communism this is the same for capitalism this is the same for anything but the the affair of hacker culture changing from uh, being based around you know freedom and piracy and you know okay we're hackers now but either we're gonna cause a revolution and we're gonna be goth forever or uh, we're gonna you know keep our jobs and you know still work at McDonald's but we're gonna be hackers on the side or something that dramatically changed and it became you know like how much bank information can I steal you know like people in the hacker community people made a nowadays, career out of it. Yeah. People make a career out of it. I think that's the yeah. one of the issues. And white is- white hats are definitely at a you know thing for this. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys! You betrayed the original code. Like, black hats at least have a claim to being outside of the system, but white hats absolutely have no excuse for perpetuating the bullshit that is the system. I res- I respect gray hats more than I fucking respect white hats, man. Because I... at least gray hats they're having fun, and then they're fixing it for you. Like, People they're still, that. they're not operating, I don't think they're operating in the same frameworks. They're not, they're not, they don't have a government backing them, they don't have, like, a big organization backing them. I think a lot of people are just doing it on their own. Yeah, but mind you, the gray hats, true gray hats, are actually very hard to find nowadays, because, you know, being nowadays, a gray hat, you get yeah, money, being yeah. a white hat, you get money. If you're a gray hat and a real gray hat, then you're not making money, except if you, like, publish it. And if you publish it, and you're also breaking the law, you're not going to get very far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what are you, do you have like a pen or something? Or yeah, I got. Some. Yeah, I got a pen. Okay. Okay. Um, I was clicking my own pen. That's why I can't talk. I can't talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, it it's become a tremendous thing, and along with an awful lot of glorification of you know thug culture and shit that's in you know society now, you can definitely see that reflected in um in the hacker culture because you know everybody wants to be you know a gangster everybody wants to be a gangster nowadays it's true it's it's in the tv shows it's in the music it's in everywhere and they the corporations benefit from this because gangsters are all consumerists all of them they have to they have to show off their wealth and stuff and that's that's where they get you but hackers definitely fell into this which was 
Look at, like, you know that song, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Ruined a Whole Generation of Women? You know that song? Like, I think it's Negative XP or whatever. I, I have not. I, I've heard of it, but I haven't heard the song itself. But I, Fucking heard, yeah. Mr. Robot ruined a whole generation of fucking hackers. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, there's, there's the White Hats, who are just doing it for profit, and who sold out. There's the Black Hats, who are doing it for profit. There's the Grey Hats, who are very, very rare. And uh, there are the black hats who are doing it for profit, but instead of just making money for the sake of money, they're doing it to fund a goal. What I mean by that is yeah. sometimes it's you know they run a botnet so that they can buy zero days, or they run a uh, you know like a carding ring so that they can you know hack into their local government election system or some shit like that. But those are very very tremendously rare. I think I believe that I've met maybe two or three of those in my entire life, and they are just. Some of them actually get shit. Yeah, down. it's it's way it's a lot rarer than it used to be, and I, I think that's a, not a very good thing. <laughs> no, or it's a very good thing because some of these people, because they're fringe and they are you know on the end of society and they have the ability to change some things, uh, some of them have some really fucked up political ideas. <laughs> not gonna lie, some of them are uh, not all too friendly towards minorities. Some of them are not too friendly towards white people. Some of them. <laughs> really don't like Bill Gates. I don't know why, but it's a fact. I, w I wonder. I wonder. I mean, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if it weren't for Bill Gates, <laughs> competency, maybe we wouldn't have hacker culture <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, if you go to these websites, you'll find an awful lot of people, like Hack Forums itself, Okay, oh, separate God. from all of them. As a monetization system, uh, it'll have ads, it'll have pin threads, it'll have uh, ranks that you can buy. For like, uh, I think it was like $100, you could be an Uber for like a year or some shit like that. It's been a while since I've looked. Like fucking Reddit Gold, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's like Reddit Gold. They have awards like Reddit Gold. Uh, oh, it's can... stupid. Yeah, it's just, it's really dumb. And uh, you can actually... They have their own like mini currency called bytes, which you get from posting, and uh, it didn't used to be like that. But when I upgraded to do some business on hack forums, I just like gave out for all of my bytes to people, which were like zero point zero zero one cents per byte, and I gave out like fifteen in order to get you know a plus rep. And pretty soon, when I had a hundred plus people repping my name, I was able to do business really quickly and make a fuck ton of money from you know according to the actual investment that I made on the product, which was a shitty product, mind you. I would not buy my product. <laughs> okay, fucking Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. Bill Gates uses Ubuntu. <laughs> I think, like, one of the... On that notion, I think, like, somebody in the FSF, or, like, leader of the FSF or something like that, some big free software guy uses fucking Mac OS. <laughs> anyway. They don't practice what they preach. Yeah. And Mac OS is really interesting because the early Mac OS was just like really sugar coated Unix, basically, as opposed to Windows, which is like hard coded from the top to the bottom. Fucking um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, just that, and it stopped. It stopped being pirates, and it started being gangsters. Yeah, and it's it's a tragedy. It really is because I was I was really hoping to come in there and see people like Neo, but instead I came in, I uh, I got into you know the chats and stuff, and I was like, hey, you know like what's going on here, you know what's up with the feds, and they were like, 
you the fed and, heard, <laughs> and just like I, I at the age of like 13 i physically cringed because even then i could tell that the person behind the monitor was not black he was a sweaty neck <laughs> acne ridden you know 17 year old who was ass deep in a foldable in his bedroom at his parents house calling me oh the n-word God, can, he was all I, of this I can... I can see it. Oh my god. Yeah. And everybody on the Darknet has a story. Like, n- not not like, you know, like, uh, Darknet, Darknet, but like hack forums, like light Darknet. Uh, they all have a story where they were, you know, some sort of super powerful, you know, hacker in like an age beyond. And they're like 40 years old and they've been here since the dawn of hacking. It's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you weren't. Um, four scores and seven years ago. Yeah, four fucking... scores and seven years ago, we said the N word on the internet, and it began all of this. The most used key on my keyboard is the N. <laughs> that most honored of keys in this most glorious of culture. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Omniscient himself uh, started uh, Hack Farms when he was about 17. He's about 34 now. Uh, Moot started. Yeah, Moot, uh, the founder of 4chan, started um, 4chan when he was 13. Yeah, he was really. Fucking Christ. Yeah. And uh, to everybody else, Moot was like, you know, the greatest hacker of all time because he started 4chan. <laughs> but like, he was like 15 and it was like, um, guys, I get that he has, you know, cheese pizza on his uh, boards, but that doesn't make him. So, um, like even and then right, he, then he fucking got cut. But anyway, yeah, like, uh, like even right now, uh, I have a guy that um in my Discord channel for you know some hacker shit and you know for some like account selling Netflix stuff and he told me that he made over two million dollars. Like he's taken over two million dollars in his hacking career and he's been here for like since, like, 2001, and it's like, dude, I don't know who you think you're fooling with this, but, like, you didn't take $2 million and then still be out here trying to, like, sell rep for, like, a $2 Netflix account that's been cracked. Like, hop on Pastebin, use the keywords, scrape it, put it in a checker, you're done, okay? Now you can watch the new season of, you know, the Tiger King or whatever. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, well, fucking problem number one, you're using Discord. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking, like, that's reason go. number one, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you're here talking to me. Fucking use Riot or DMC chat, make your own fucking IRC bouncer or yeah. some shit. Like, if I went to, like, a club, and some guy told me he was, like, a cartel member, I'd be like, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> No, it's like it's like watching it's like walking into high school as a freshman and like having the, one of the other freshmen walk over to you and say, like, "Oh, I'm fuck, I'm a senior man. I've been here for four years." And the dude's got like fucking braces on, and he's fucking <laughs> got through a little lunch pack, you know. Yeah, fucking Christ. And this this it's just it's such a deterioration. Like I would rather have you know the goth emo looking motherfuckers be hackers. Than I would have these tryhards who are not even like they're not even like good like to talk to like even if you get past you know them trying to talk like a gangster they're just legitimately toxic and shitty people like 
Real talk. <laughs> All of them. I have yet to meet a hacker on the entire scene that hasn't been toxic in quite a while, or, you know, out to get your money. Um, yeah. Another thing yeah. that happened was uh, people in the third world countries got a lot more computers. I, I think... Uh, I don't think it's like a lot of personal... I think it's more internet cafes and shit like that over there. Like, yeah. you don't see a lot of personal computers. It's like a lot of Right. Very. Okay. I can see Internet Cafe, yeah, but yeah, they uh, like you wouldn't think that somebody would spend you know like two days talking to you to scam you for fifteen dollars. But they do. But they do oh, now. But they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking. I don't know how much media you consume on the YouTube, but uh, dude, fucking. There's this guy named Pleasant Green, and he literally like. Makes entire series about how fucking scammers have talked to him for like three months straight trying to get his money and shit. Yeah, like, it's just ridiculous the amount of effort. Because, like, $15 to us is no amount of money. But $15 to these people is like a month's wage. So... Yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, basically, like, $15 to them is like fucking. Holy shit, you just got a fucking deposit for $200,000 in your bank account. That kind of fucking. Yeah, that, like not, it's like a windfall, basically. Yeah, and uh, personally, um, like it sort of like when in Venezuela, when uh, the people started to uh, do, go on RuneScape, and uh, <laughs> I remember that. Oh my god, fucking OSRS, the Venezuelan bot hunting shit. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, when Rocky said YouTube, he's talking about the actual forum and uh, website YouTube. He wasn't talking about YouTube itself. We are not anti-Semitic on this podcast. No, we're not. We're uh, we're accepting of all cultures. Yeah, we're we're discussing specifically that. I'm a homosexual. He's into bestiality and <laughs> um, that sort of deal. You know, all inclusive here. Everybody's welcome, except for the Australian <laughs> Aboriginals. So. <clears throat> I'm okay. so getting taken down. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm Yo. sorry. I forgot you fucking. I forgot you put this on Spotify. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Um. Yeah. So it's 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 changed. It's changed, and I don't like even want to talk to people anymore. Like I'll even have people yeah. now that I'm you know ahead in the sort of game. In some areas, uh, they'll come to me and try to ask for favors and shit like that, and I just straight up won't even like respond because I know that they're not like there to chill with it's me. Like, they're there, yeah, they're there it's, for the it's, money. They're 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 there for like oh I'll give you a botnet if you need twenty thousand dollars or some shit. Yeah, it's like, like they're there to trade. They're not there to like yeah. discuss shit. You're not here for discussion, you're not here to friends, you are here to make business transactions. And that's okay if you do it in the right place, but keep out of my DMs, keep out of my shit, I will come to you if I need something from you, you know? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I I don't do a whole lot of it anymore, I kind of got out of the game. Yeah, sure. Because... Uh, go on. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 okay, I gotta pretend I'm so <clears throat> Um, <laughs> I gotta pretend. But, uh, like, even now, like, uh, I noticed that a lot. Like, a lot. Yeah. People will just randomly send you a message or whatever, and it's all, oh, hey, you know, how did you get your start, or where did you do this, and then, like, five minutes later, they're asking you, oh, hey, uh, can I have your botnet? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... I, I even had a few messages uh, myself just yesterday. I had uh, one dude message me asking for assistance with a certain sort of uh, software. I told him that it was no longer uh, feasible to do the software because you need uh, connections to, you know, proxies and uh, just a whole lot of other shit. And he told me, lol, making money online is easy. Link me to your forum profile. I bet you're new. <laughs> you motherfucker. I have never punched someone so hard in my life. I hated oh, that man. No. I did not just report him to Discord. <laughs> but I um I linked him to an IP grabber. And then, uh, <laughs> did he did he click it? Tell please tell me he clicked it. He clicked it, oh yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, I told him to think about his life for the next two hours while he was uh, unable to connect to Google. Um, <laughs> so, um, this, it's its just, it's completely downhill. You can't trust people, they'll fuck you over for a mere $15. Even a mere $10, they'll fuck you over for. I, I was doing a deal with somebody that I knew from there that I had done business with before on, you know, for like a CSGO trade because I had some items that I didn't need anymore and I wanted to get Bitcoin directly and he was like the quickest way to do it. Mm-hmm. I gave him my item and then he was like <laughs> it was like dude, we did like $600 worth of business yesterday and you're gonna fuck me over for 10? Are you being serious? <laughs> I'm not even mad, I'm just oh depressed. Oh my god, that's, that's, uh, I'm not, it's like, that's like, that's one of the situations you'd be like I, I, I'm not even mad, I'm just disappointed. I'm, I'm mad that society has done this to you, okay? I'm not mad about the $10. I know. <laughs> like, real shit. So, yeah, um, just little shit like that has made me lose faith in the future of hacking. I think it's just going to get more corporate, capitalism is going to destroy it more. Uh, people are never going to stop turning down. They're, they're never going to turn down money or an opportunity to make money, and because of that, it's going to always turn into this culture of "fuck you, give me money, I got mine." You know, they can't sleep at night without having fucked someone else over. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking look at stuff like Eve Online. Uh, oh, yeah. I know, yeah, like like stuff like Eve Online. Like people like who fucking play that game religiously cannot like get a good night's sleep without having stolen some 1.2 million dollar ship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Here, uh, we're about to hit another 30 minute mark, so uh, for the sake of my own monetization of this podcast, I have to I have to lead this into an episode 3. We're gonna talk about EVE Online, because I got interesting shit to say on exactly that. Oh, Jesus. Alright, episode 3 starting in just a little bit here. And, uh, next. Alright, welcome back to episode 3. In my quest to make more money from Spotify. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite over here talking about how everybody shouldn't be gangsters. Listen, right. listen. When I do it, it's cool. Right. Oh, okay. okay. When they do it, it's cringe. Alright. But I'm based, so therefore what I do must be based. Hello, base department? I am the base department. When you call the base department, oh, I pick up the phone. Alright. <laughs> You Google base department on Google businesses trying to find some yak reviews. I'm on the Google image. Alright. Oh man, you do you work for the Korean basket weaving form? Of course. 
Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Mongolian throat singing collectivist farming organization. Let's <laughs> go. Um, <laughs> let's get back on topic. So we're not so, another hour. Eve Online um, is you know people play that religiously, and it's definitely you know good point. I just want to bring up the point that in Eve Online, there's these groups that uh, basically form their own nations with laws and shit, and uh, like yeah, the Empire or. The, you know, test and shit. Uh, it turns out the Empire, somebody did an analysis. Um, the Empire has a GDP of about $24 million a year. That's more than some fucking third world countries. Yeah, that's more than some third world countries. Um, they also, like, like that's in, like, the value as it is right now. Uh, underground EVE, you know, trafficking of materials and of, um, you know, just the goods is actually, like, way cheaper because, you know, there's a chance to get banned so you can move, like, $1,000 worth of currency on the clear net. You can't move it. You can buy it for $1,000, and then, like, you can buy the same thing on the dark, you know, EVE Online for, like, 200 or $100, so even that is, like, $8 million. So it's just, it's ridiculous the way these people play, and these hacker groups that are out here doing these things are making that millions. Uh, Carburb, like we talked about before, actually had like what two hundred and fifty million dollars, something like that. Yeah, they stole a stupid amount. You know, I'm actually gonna look it up. Um, Car, uh, bought, bought that. Let's see here. Uh, yep, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Jesus fucking Christ! One gigabytes to. Three two three hundred and fifty million. Ridiculous. And like usually it's like it's like one card is usually like what, a fucking couple maybe a kilobyte at most? Like yeah, you could imagine yeah. exactly how many fucking cards. No, it wasn't the cards weren't listed, it was just the software itself for actually stealing was three point one gigabytes. Really? Yeah. Jesus the software itself, the list of cards was not even present. But oh, the software God. itself was just 3.1 gigabytes. It was fat. Alright? Jesus fucking Christ. Like, honestly, I don't even know what the point of making that stupid amount of money would be. Like, you know yeah, you're you carding. You your... can't do anything with it. Like, like you're just, it's like, at that, that's another thing about the fucking black hat. Yeah, you can make a fuck ton of money, but were you gonna use it? Like, in Bitcoin? Yeah, good luck buying your fucking... Yeah, good luck know, selling all of that at once. Like, what the fuck can you buy on the clean up with Bitcoin anymore? You gotta Fucking transfer coffee. to real money, and then you gotta report that as an income to the government. You gotta go. You gotta go. Oh, run, like, the government money. locked that shit down really quickly. Like yeah. they they realized what the main point was, and then they fucking locked it down, so yeah. you can't do shit. With uh, another thing um, that is done for uh, hackers nowadays, and I'm not gonna say names, and I'm not gonna do anything like that. But I was personally, uh, I knew, and I was personally um, to some degree involved. Now. Under federal law, there requires a name or, you know, some sort of thing for there to be a victim or any sort of evidence, but I happen to know of a group that uh, actually set up a campaign to run for public office and did a cryptocurrency fundraiser for this campaign, and because I don't know what country they were in, but (laughs) I, I know that uh, in the United States, at least, you can actually uh, pocket whatever money you don't use on your campaign. 
So if the day yeah. before the election you run, you throw a fundraiser and you bring in two million dollars in cryptocurrency because you posted on some Instagram and some rich guy was like, uh-huh. that's the story you give the government. Okay, that's the story you give the government because you're using the government's own tactics against them because you have a lot of senators that do the same shit with drug money. Oh my god, dude, the amount of packs who fucking uh, and super packs and shit yeah. who do that shit. It's ridiculous. So that's. That's the story of uh, how uh, money laundry go- goes nowadays. You know, you have to actually, you know, know what you're doing. You can't just, like, freeball it. Transfer I remember it when you used to be able to, like, I remember when you used to, like, just fucking transfer it to Linden Dollars. You know what the fuck that second life yeah, shit was. Yeah, Linden Dollars went down like a bitch, though, I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly. I think so. I'm not sure anymore. Um, just, yeah, it's... It's definitely a big change. Um, now... Because we're big dick on this podcast, we like to make big dick plays and big dick predictions. So it's time that we uh, talk about the future of hacking, and we make a call here about what it's going to turn into. I think that what's going to happen is eventually all these people that are making all these you know source codes and putting it on hack forms and stuff, they're going to get priced out in terms of how much it uh how much effort it takes to make an exploit um and because of that there's not going to be as many exploits you know they're going to get more expensive hacking is going to stop being you know like something that you can just do on your computer it's going to start being a rich man's game like we can already see it with cryptography it's pretty much impossible to just flat out crack something like one account you have to have you know a whole array of accounts and then you crack you know as many as you can and you walk away with whatever booty but uh, that gets heavily negated by both two-factor authentication, which is a huge thing nowadays, and it gets heavily uh, fucked with by, um, you know, just general shit like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they... I mean, I fucking run 2FA on my fucking SSH server. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Stupid as hell. Um, yeah, cryptography is basically PGP. Once that came out, you can encrypt anything and nobody's going to get through it. Like, once mm-hmm. that became popular. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. Yeah, they're just. They're going to get priced out. And what's going to happen next is all of these companies. It's going to take, like, way more money to actually be a hacker. Uh,. Black hats are going to continue the way things are because even if you look on Twitter, like Rick Ross on Twitter, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a tone shift! But this dude, you know, the one who wrote that atrocious uh, purple Lamborghini Lurkin song that was used for Suicide Squad, you know, he's got a blue check mark. You know, he's popular. He's in the game. Uh, yeah, he has half of his followers are fake on Twitter. Botted and shit. Botted as fuck. And oh kid boo, shit. Kid Boo, who was friends with Tintashion, his entire career is botted as fuck. Like, his Instagram has a lot of, you know, followers, you know, has 100k. His actual Twitter, which is one of the easiest places you can get followers, both botted and real followers, because people just follow anybody on there, not like YouTube, where, you know, you only subscribe to a few amount of people. Mm-hmm. But on Twitter, uh, he only has like a thousand or two. And it's like, who do you think you're fooling? Like, it's very clear that what you do is you go and you bought your music, and it's it's incredibly obvious when you don't have a following anywhere else. 
And, and the reason it works is because, like, these big companies, they see that, and they're like, oh, that must be 100% legitimate. Let's recommend it to everybody. Yeah. Because if it's popular, you know, it's got to be... It's got to be good for everybody, you know, right? Yeah, and that's that's always going to be an industry for black hats because unless you actively, you know, ID check everyone and do all this, you know, like machine ID check, mm-hmm. it's not going to change. Yeah. And even if you did, there would be so many ways around it, and it would be so just tumult. US. I remember when, when like, uh, I remember when uh, Kapska like first came out, like that kind of shit. Yeah, everybody was like, this is the end of botting. It really wasn't. This is the end of botting, and then they just literally paid some guy in Uganda 30 cents an hour to fucking go through. Like, for two cents, I can solve at least a thousand of yours. And that's not even including the bots that they started coming out with with neural networks once that started getting advanced. (laughs) Like, even the ones you have on the Darknet sites, like, uh, you know, like Empire, they don't have uh, good, you know, botting shit. Um... Yeah, I feel like for Black Hats, the path is going to be, it's going to be botting more, it's going to be running more botnets, um, you know, extortion by a DDoS attack is a big thing. One person I know made uh, several million dollars, I don't know them personally, I don't have any connection to them, but I, I read about it in an article, yeah, yeah, backpedal yeah, yeah. intensifies, um, <laughs> but I know about them in an article. And uh, they made millions by going to these small companies and basically saying, okay, we're going to DDoS you until you give us money. And I know you make $6,000 a day on your website, so I'm going to ask you for you know 5000 And uh, I know for a fact you're not going to be able to get it up today, so you're going to lose 6000 you, Or you're you either going to make 1000 yeah. yeah. or you're going to lose 6000 You know, your call. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll not get it up tomorrow either because Cloudflare is a slow bitch and the web hosts are really overpacked all the time. But, uh, you know, just pay up. And they did. They did. And it was a great business model. And they achieved everything they hoped to achieve and more uh, until they got caught. But just uh, extortion by hacking, uh, blackmail is definitely a big thing. There was actually a slave Jesus. market online. Where you can okay, buy this, I, and sell this I didn't hear about. What the fuck? You can buy and sell people's uh, blackmail. There was a forum for it. Oh. And uh, you had some people were selling, you know, like, this guy works for this company. Or, you know, like, this girl is 19, here's her blackmail. Or, you know, like, this 14-year-old has nudes. And God. just, it was just like basically a modern slave market and you know if any of that shit got out then they would definitely be ruined because in modern day cancel culture <sighs> holy shit yeah that's 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 really scary yeah actually, if i yeah. can photoshop somebody to have said some shit on snapchat and then not have it fact checked and not have any trace of it because it's snapchat then definitely for sure when there's actual proof i can fuck somebody's life up that's that's a thing yeah fucking straight up it's uh that actually is really fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. They were selling this shit like it was a legitimate modern slave market. It really was, and it was scary. You could just buy a few as like an investment, and then just like occasionally extort them for money. Like that's like like, uh, like I remember when like carding would become a big thing, and you can buy like a hundred cards for like ten bucks. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's you of might shit. get three active cards, but yeah, yeah. 
You might only get like three active cards, but there you go. You made your fucking investment. Yeah, blackmail back. doesn't go away. <laughs> blackmail does not go people away. Getting, <laughs> people getting shut down like celebrities from like shit they said like 15 years ago. Like, well, oh, I you mean, were... like just the other day, you heard about that soccer player that got fucking kicked off the team because of something his wife said. Yeah. Like, not even him. Like, his wife said, and he didn't even know she said it. Yeah, Kevin Hart got kicked out of the uh, Oscar Awards because he said a homophobic joke 10 plus years ago. Jesus like as a gay guy i'm not even upset about that that he said that like times have changed and people have changed and celebrities are always fucking sellouts mind you like it what you what they say they believe they most certainly do not um i mean dragging it back a little bit to hacker culture like yeah revenge hacks or like whatever the fuck you want to call them yeah. uh we're always a thing, but now it's just like instead of getting revenge hacked because you fucked somebody over, now it's because now you you're going to be homeless if you get revenge hacked. Yeah, they're, they're not opening a tab on your desktop that says, "Hey, I was here. Ooh, woo, send me nudes, you motherfucker. I'm going to make you homeless, and you're never going to work again." That was my plan. That's the sort of thing that goes down now. Um, there's also uh, along with hacker with um, you know. Uh, making money from botting, from uh, extortion, from uh, cryptocurrency manipulation, too. That's a big thing. We got some real Wolf of Wall Street over here because you have decentralized cryptocurrency exchanges and they do like wash trading and, you know, pump and dumps and shit. Yeah. Especially with the botting combined with that, if you go to Reddit and you like tweet out like a shit coin and then you gave it like 8,000 upvotes, it's going to go up in price, guaranteed. Like, yeah. without a doubt, it's going to skyrocket. Um, so. Just shit like that, and with all of this sort of thing, uh, white hats are going to, over time, require more and more um, training. Um, that we can actually, yeah, we can already see that a lot with like a lot of red teaming and uh, CSSIP shit. It's, it's gotten a lot uh, more intense yeah, in the last couple of years. It's sort of like uh, professional athletes or, you know, esports, where they have a window where they can do it, and then, like, after that, they just burn out so quick. Like, you think esports oh, is competitive? Yeah. Imagine that competition, except if you lose, the government doesn't have the ability to shut down Iran's nuclear missile silos anymore. That's the sort of stress you're dealing with, too. Um, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Slack where only works once, that kind of shit. Yeah. And um, that sort of shit is going to be the path of the white hat, and it's going to be it's going to require more training. It might even become sort of like a modern knight because you can give any idiot a gun and he can kill somebody, uh, or you know teach him to pilot a tank. You know, low entrance. But when it comes to hacking, you, the, you they need to be trained for so many so many years before they can achieve anything. Uh, you know, and actually know what the fuck they're doing. You know, aside from being a script kitty. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that now because I, I I took the the dreaded sellout path for about a year, and uh, I hated it because it was like, oh, you got to look out for this and this and this. I'm like, what? It's just like why? So sucking. Like I was literally here. I know they're not going to do that. But, like I was literally literally last year. I did this. Like we're not using that anymore. Can I fucking do what I want yeah. to do now? How about and, I hack you, know? you and then I tell you how to do it, and I'll tell you why you're <laughs> retarded. <laughs> Like, I, I could not handle being a white hat, not only just because I refuse to actually, uh, like, 
it moves so fast too like what i knew back when i did the actual like metasploit and all that shit it's changed so much like the architecture of the servers themselves because of updates and patches and stuff and uh, not even that like like people have been getting smarter about how they uh set up their uh yeah that too that's networks now yeah it's way easier to update something you don't have to like switch out like 13 floppy disks you can just like update it doesn't even have to you know end the program you can just like double run it now yeah um yeah um that's gonna be the path of the white hat it's gonna be basically a knighthood the black hats are gonna become more of a um literally more of a criminal organization more than before and they're you can already see it now with the dark nets they're going to always be uh the drug markets have not adapted but dark nets yeah dark net you can definitely adapt a lot quicker like Silk Road, uh, it, you can't combat it. You can't combat any of it. The amount of yeah. money you would have to spend to actually build the infrastructure for the postal system just to stop drugs is so much money. Like you could literally solve homelessness in America with how much money you have to do to solve yeah. drugs. And, oh my god! Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine the postal service like doing the shit that uh, Soviet Russia did. Like they would open fucking packages and shit with a letter opener and then tape that shit back up. And imagine, like, if... if the cost of actually, the tape itself would make I that know. unfeasible. <laughs> <laughs> and how many packages get fucking... sent a day compared to Soviet Russia? Oh my god, I mean, Amazon one-day shipping, except it's all drugs. Fucking ima- imagine, like, you just see this overworked postal office worker, and he's just fucking opening up chip bags yeah. to check if they're fucking... I don't know, it's heroin in them or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and you can't even just, like, open the chip bag and look in the chip bag. Okay, it's just Cheetos. You have to crack open each individual Cheeto. <laughs> because that's yeah. how it is. <laughs> that's, that's... Like, and I, I think, like, it, it's not so much people, like... I don't think there was a big force, like... I don't think a lot of people were just sending shit in the old way of just sealing in a chip bag with nothing else. I don't think that's the part. I don't think they started catching that. I think people just got smarter like they, yeah. they just they that's, just, that's just, why you yeah. see uh there's less you know drugs being sent in the mail now than it was on silk road that's not true that is absolutely not true because now you can just send it with a mylar bag which is x-ray yeah. proof, folks if you ever want to send something in the mail that you don't want the government to see put it in a mylar bag okay mylar bags or anti-static anti-static bags like for uh, microchips literally any of that will make it uh incredibly easy to you know send that shit and they just don't have the infrastructure and they can't build the infrastructure so uh yeah you can actually order way cheaper drugs on the dark net than you ever could in person and you know it's what was the other what was the other big site valhalla i think valhalla changed their fucking their policies on that shit yeah like you have to do certain uh, certain stuff now yeah the, the funny part is that some of the uh dark net uh you know, organizations and, you know, like, Empire and shit, they actually have, like, rules against, like, selling weapons. Yeah. It's like... I mean, well, even the Silk Road had it, too, I Yeah, think. Silk Road banned weapon sales, they banned sales of child pornography, they banned sales of carding. Because Robert, like, yeah. Dread Pirate Robert, he didn't, he didn't want, like, anything... He was, his main thing was uh, an experiment. Like, like he, with, he said it was an yeah. experiment, but we have some pretty detailed logs of him literally <laughs> discussing assassinating somebody who questioned his business. Lucy yeah. Drop, oh yeah, no. He, <laughs> yeah, Lu- oh, fuck Lucy Drop. He bro. knew what the fuck he was doing. Guaranteed. Like, 
that man was a drug lord and he operated like such but like the the thing with lucy drop is like you could tell robert bought it hook line sinker he did he thought that he was talking to the hell's angels straight it was fucking it's funny shit so anyway yeah um with north korea uh, oh god we can actually see a lot of um we can see, you know, uh, an army of hackers that was raised to hack. Not just an army, like a state-sponsored army yeah. that you raised to hack. Like it was a state-sponsored army, kind of easily on par with Lulsec. Easily, yeah. Yeah, because when you can take literally any of the smartest people in your entire nation and just snatch them and be like, you're a hacker now, and then train them yeah. as a hacker for 12 years, you 100% will get a hacker. It doesn't matter anything else. And, like, not even that. We're getting to the point, because I think they started that in, like, 2010 or something like that. We're, we're getting to the point where we're starting to see those people's kids get into the... Yeah, it's it's like raising a Spartan. It, it's going to be like it's raising true, yeah. a Spartan. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for totalitarian states like, um, you know, North Korea and, you know, like to some extent Russia, but not to nearly to the same degree, and not in the same way, um, you're gonna see like, new hacker, like neo-nobility, when it comes down to it. Um, who will work for the government or for corporations. And these corporations, uh, back in, you know, the 1800s, or whatever, fucking, before the Italian unification, uh, basically there were all these city-states, you know, Milan, Lombardy, uh, Naples, uh, the Papal States, all that shit. And all of them had mercenary armies instead of standing armies because they were cheaper. And because sometimes that particular city was not at war, but they wanted to have an army. So they had an army that uh, was going off and fighting different wars, and that would bring the state money, the city money. And uh, because of this, you had just like mercenary armies just roaming the nation. And, well, the countryside, not nation, because it wasn't one nation at this point. And yeah. they were all doing their own thing. I believe that what's going to happen is that uh, all these corporations are going to be the modern-day equivalent of that. And you're going to see black hats, but they're not going to have anything to do with, you know, state-sponsored, you know, activist warfare like everybody thinks they will. They, they just won't. There's no reason for them to fight for, you know migrant rights or some shit when instead they can fight for you know an extra twenty dollars every day or you know an extra like three hundred million dollars if they the, just card the, a little bit more i think the prevailing attitude the prevailing attitude will go from uh like oh i'm gonna do something well, like we were discussing before like i think the prevailing attitude has gone already gone from uh let's fight for these rights or let's fight for internet freedom or whatever to yeah. I'm going to make my $300, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and uh, why the fuck wouldn't they? I mean, society has fucked people over now. You're like, $300 is like a week worth of work for some people in America, let alone, like, yeah. the other countries, so why not, you know? Like, why not let the system burn? I mean, there are some people that are even benefiting. Like, hackers, I, I saw a discussion in one of the chats where they were benefiting from... Uh, you know, the George Floyd riots where they would accuse, you know, a company or they would straight up, you know, attack a company that was in the middle of a city where there was riots, you know, to really hamper down on the effect. 
but they would attack or do something, and that company's stock price would go down. Yeah, and, and then, then they buy and it. yeah. It's incredibly yeah, I, I, easy to manipulate those things. Yeah, it's it's fucking disgusting. Like it, it's gone from it's gone from again that that sort of Captain Crunch culture. If you remember that, if you remember him, like that, yeah. It, like it's gone from this. Oh, you know, let's figure out how the system works. Let's figure out this to how can I monetize this? Yeah, how can I make money? And that's just that's just our culture all around in the past few years. It really has been. Um, just, yeah, I believe that that's going to be the case. They're going to be you know hacker armies that are just you know doing privatized shit. I don't think that the government and first world nations are going to have that because. It would be far more beneficial for a corporation to exist because, first off, the government, in order to get these one hundred thousand dollar, you know, worth of like zero day exploits, would have to keep a standing uh, cybersecurity firm. Whereas, if they instead have a um, a free market for cybersecurity, uh, those firms who, who, instead of working for the government, they would go and work for these other companies, you know, help them patch their software. Or do other shit. They have other methods of income, and the government doesn't have to pay, you know, billions for, you know, space force cybersecurity. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's you cringe, perhaps, viewer, but um, that's the sort of world we live in now. Fuck yeah! It God sounds like the Cheeto it, Emperor. Oh my god! It fucking it it, it fucking. <laughs> It, it, it sounds like impossible. Like it sounds like improbable, but like you can see it moving that way now. Like, yeah, it, with bug bounties and shit. It definitely can, and um, it's that's going to be the fate of hacking. Either eventually everyone's going to get priced out, or there's going to be you know AI that they're just going to keep throwing uh, computer resources at until you know it mines itself and just you know figures out how to stab everything eventually. Or you're just going to have, you know, that sort of shit. And it's not going to stop. It doesn't even benefit, um, like, labels and corporations. They benefit off of hackers, like Black Hats, because of botting and stuff. Because it lets them sell more product if there's botters. Because if Rick Ross didn't have, you know, 50% of his shit, like, he would have, like, okay, if he has a million followers and 50% of them are botted, Okay, if he didn't bot those 50%, he'd have, you know, like 200,000 followers instead of, you know, 500,000 legit ones, because that's how the yeah. algorithms work. And it's just... It almost, it almost incentivizes botting. It in incentivizes botting, you're absolutely right. It does, it, for both corporations, for Twitter itself, because, you know, the more people are on their platform, and the companies that, you know, advertise, you know, all of it, they don't care, they just want... The attention and the attention is brought on by botting because how else are you going to stand out in a swarm of people that are just fucking everywhere? Like, there's so many YouTube channels. Like, for every one thousand that succeed, uh, fail one succeeds, and that <laughs> one I guarantee you had botted at some point in time. The statistics oh, are yeah. just there. If you didn't get your start in like the early 2010s, you're you're kind of fucked. Yeah, if you didn't, if you weren't there when this shit started, and you weren't on the up, then you're not going to get started now. And I see a lot of people in my Counter Strike games like having Twitch in their profile, and it's like I go to them, free <laughs> followers, pathetic. I have affiliate. I don't even stream anymore. I'm still an affiliate. I'm a, 
I'm a league guy, but yeah, I see the same exact thing in my rank matches. It's it's fun. League, imagine being it's, such yeah. a virgin. Alright, um <laughs> So that's that's the thing. It's just it's gonna keep going downhill. It's a depressing state. Which yeah. it's even more depressing when you consider that pretty much only hackers would be able to uh, you know, get us out of this capitalist you know dystopia we're entering where all of our you know living space gets reduced by a few extra meters every year or our water gets replaced by coca-cola and all of that shit like only hackers would be able and it's we gonna saw be it fucking it's gonna be idiocracy but that shit blondo is gonna yeah. be fucking uh... it's idiocracy <laughs> except it's like cyberpunk and God. it's just downstairs it's downstairs People. Fucking Cyberpunk 2077 is gonna be the fucking yeah. documentary. Like, yeah, the actual like idiocracy. It's gonna be idiocracy, but not in the way of like low IQ. What I think is gonna happen is people are going to, because uh, your political opinions and the way you act don't actually reflect your capacity for pattern recognition. I think that society as a whole is going to incentivize acting like an idiot, and as such, people will naturally become idiots, regardless of their actual mental capacity. And if you act like an idiot, yeah. sound like an idiot, it doesn't matter what your IQ is, you're a fucking idiot. Like, That's you can like have an IQ fucking... of 600 and be able to solve a Rubik's Cube in, like, .001 seconds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're a Democrat, you're a libtard. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, even on the other side, like, you see that a lot now, uh, on the left and the right. Like, it's it's very, like, a lot of polarization. You don't see, you don't see a whole lot of middle ground shit. No, Not that I'm don't. a dirty centrist, but... You don't. It's because the, it's, a, it's a shadow casting effect, and that's something the government is afraid of, where people, like anybody, can have, you know, a significant social media following, whereas before, if you wrote an opinion piece and a lot of people read it, it meant that you were, like, a doctor or you were a journalist or something or, you know... A politician, but nowadays any idiot can yeah. get on Twitter and be like, and you know, have like 3,000 people read it and be like, retweet. And you know, they, they cast long shadows, and these single people who are big on social media can disproportionately affect society. And people say that social media is an illusion, but it's only an illusion if you're small. If you're big, it's most certainly not an illusion because you can control where people spend their money and you can control what people read. Because they read your shit. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, now you have all these people that, because they take such, you know, extremist stances, people follow them. Like, if somebody is over here in the middle of the freeway screaming, more or less taxes, or, you know, gun rights, you're not going to pay that much attention to them. But if somebody screams fuck the Jews in the middle of the freeway, he's going to get a significant amount of attention, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Granted, the yeah. sort of person that does that wants the attention, guaranteed, but that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's spectacle, it's... and people are always going to be attracted to spectacle, so the greater spectacle, the more extreme, and the, the more extreme, the more bullshit. Yeah, the, the media and, and people in general want to see the polarization. They yeah. want the... They want to hate the out-group more and love the in-group. More. Yeah, like, and these uh, extremists yeah. will always find each other too, because it's not like you know, 
uh, it wasn't like in the old days where, you know, you want to stick your dick in a toaster, so you go and tell your friend, your friend says, that's fucking weird. You go and you find a community online about sticking your dick in a toaster. <laughs> like, it's, like that, it's like that ice chewers form or whatever. Yeah, we gotta bring back bullying to solve this issue. <laughs> <laughs> beat your kids. Beat your kids. Beat the fuck out of your kids, people at home. I don't give a fuck if they've even done anything wrong. Go into your kid's room right now and whoop his ass. Promise. Trust oh me. My God. They'll thank you for it later in life. They won't. Don't do that. That's an awful thing to do. That's child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel me. I can't believe you went there even for a half a second, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, the only place I'm going now is the deleted bin on the Spotify servers. <laughs> the only place you're going now is hell, let's be honest. <laughs> Fucking Charlemagne. So, yeah. <laughs> The dark net markets are going to keep growing. Uh, they're going to disable... It's not going to be on Tor anymore. It's going to be peer-to-peer, like Open Bazaar or like a cryptocurrency in its own right. Like a version of Monero, except the client itself is like trading and like basically decentralized eBay. Um, yeah. The, that's going to happen. There's not going to be nearly as many uh, Tor uh, markets because the more Tor markets there are, uh, the more likely there's an exit scam. Um, mm-hmm. There was even a recent DDoS attack uh, that took down... Well, it didn't take down, but um, for Alphabay, uh, it didn't get caught, I don't believe. It was either Alphabay or a different one, but its owner, uh, whose name was Speedstepper, he got DDoSed, and... Uh, wait, no, it was Dream, Dream Market, right, which is a clone of Alphabay, so I wasn't entirely wrong. Dream Market got uh, taken down, not because of an actual DDoS attack or because, you know, the government, like, they usually get, but Speedstepper basically said, okay, listen, he's DDoSing us, pretty much the site is unusable, everybody just try your hardest to uh, take your money out, I'm leaving in a week, <laughs> and if your shekels aren't gone, they're mine. So, he made his escape in, like, the most intelligent way possible, ending it once there was, like, a bump in the road, and he walked away with 13 million, and the cops could not find him or do anything. He was the only, the only admin for any Darknet site to date that has ever walked away, both not having exit scammed and having not been killed by the government. So, hats off to you, Speed Stepper. You could have done that a lot worse. You could have made, like, a, a few more million dollars, uh, you know, just like the guy I that think, ran Alphabet. Yeah. Fucking, uh, don't let greed fucking cloud your judgment. Oh, 100% let greed cloud your judgment. If you get into a situation where somebody's got $15 they're trusting you with, walk away with it. Do the thing that they would do to you. I advocate for this, brother. <laughs> So that's that's the play, boys and girls. Uh, we're we're nearing the end of the episode now. I don't think we particularly have anything else to say on hacking. We might have no. Rocky again for another episode later on. I think he enjoyed the experience. Yeah, yeah overall, lots of lots of fun. I was half expecting you to go. Fuck no, I'm never coming here again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, anonymous is trash, it's never going to change, there's never going to be a major activist corporation unless it's also a crime organization on the side or government funded. Any major anonymous operation you hear about nowadays is not the actual anonymous, nor do they carry the spirit of anonymous, it is actually the government trying to use anonymous as a moniker as, you know, like just, oh it was anonymous, wink wink, nudge nudge, false flag attack. 
Uh, hacker culture is now entirely trash. Everybody will fuck you over. Do not enter the space. There is no point. There is no money to be made for anybody that is just now entering it. Uh, it is incredibly hard to do so. You are only going to find LARPers and people that uh, barely know how to do anything. Uh, hacking will eventually devolve into a huge corporate, you know, debacle with the neo-nobility and corporations like we already have, you know. Maybe they will qualify as the middle class and above them as the financiers. Um, black hats are never fully going to be stamped out. They're going to keep focusing on extortion, manipulation of markets, uh, botting, and, uh, you know, selling drugs. Which, uh, you know, is what their main income is right now, I believe. And, you know, carding, mm -hmm. but that's going to die off eventually. Um... That's that's the whole thing for today. If somebody tells you that Anonymous hacked something, you tell them you're a fucking liar. It wasn't them that did it. It was the Israelites. It was Mossad. Or it was, it was North Korea. It might have even been the Russians. It might have even been America itself, because as we know, the CIA threatened to, uh, well, didn't threaten, but offered to bomb the American people to justify a war with Cuba. Yes, this happened. Look it up. Also MKUltra. Um, just, yeah, it's never, ever even touch it. Always keep in mind that, um, also the government cannot turn your phone on when it's off. That's not how it works. Um, there is no secret code for that, and if there was, it would have already been discovered by people that like to go and poke through the code. We see that an awful lot in Android. And iPhones. Um, the government is not watching you, all of you at least, that's an illusion. There are an awful lot of logs produced by Discord, uh, in terms of text, and text is very easy to record, but when it comes to voice conversations, they cannot physically have the disk space to record all of it, unless there is specifically a listening bug on the other side for a very specific reason, with somebody actually live listening to it. You're golden, you're clean. Always conduct your business over voice chat if it comes down to it, because you can use a voice changer too. Fucking what was it? All the like security saying never, never write what you can speak, never speak what you can gesture, and never gesture what you can uh, uh, fucking wink or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that sort of shit. Um, never do anything specifically that targets the government, unless you're ready to go to prison and drop the bar of soap. I have a great butt, so, um, I can't do that. It's well documented by my OnlyFans, right next to Belle Delphine's. Number two on OnlyFans. <laughs> number two on OnlyFans, coming up. Uh, number two on OnlyFans, number one on Spotify Podcast, move over Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, it's a sorry situation, and I hope none of you were hoping for some sort of help in the form of Anonymous swooping in. There's never going to be a Mr. Robot. There's not enough of those black hat independent actors, like I said. There's just not enough people. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. Not enough. There's enough people, just not enough people with the right motives. But, not yeah. enough people with the right motives. Not enough people that have a willingness to die for what they believe in. They can talk the talk, but they'll never walk the walk. Another thing, people will always talk so much, but the only thing that motivates people is money. Ideology can only get you so far. 
All right, let's uh, let's wrap up because we're kind of pushing on past. Our yeah, we're pushing minutes. on forty minutes now. So, uh, all right, uh, check out my sponsor, Anchor FM, and um, God bless you. Again, we're not racist or homophobic or anything like that. I'm not. You might be, but I'm not. Oh yeah, bro. Like I already said, fucking Australians. All right, <laughs> good night, <laughs> folks. God bless. Please watch the next episode. I need pizza. Bye.